Yo! A couple things I've been uh, thinking about today is, one, I just heard a podcast, uh, which is one of my favorite podcasts, and I think it's an NPR podcast about, it's called How They Built This, and uh, Jad Abumrad interviews people that have built up a company and sold it, most, most of the time sold it, but like real companies like Five Guys... Uh, Five Guys Burgers, um, I'm I'm at a loss now, but the one I recently heard was Gimlet, which was a big um, podcast broadcasting conglomerate that some guys started and uh, sold for $200 million, and uh, Jad always asked, you know, do you think this is skill or luck, and which I always liked the question, and another thing is, how has having all this money changed you? And most people say it's some combination of, of the two, skill and luck. But the interesting thing that I found was when they talked about money. So here's two guys that sold for $200 million, whatever their cuts are, it, it was significant. But the guy, based on a podcast I did last week was this fantasy of money changing everything or you know, getting all this money and, and, you know, magically you'd be happy. But he goes, surprising thing about getting a lot of money is money doesn't make you happy. What it does, what it did do for me was give me security. And that's a couple things that, that have ring true for me is that is when I fantasize, I I think money is a fix kind of like drugs and alcohol were to change in the way one feels or food or shopping or whatever but in my mind fantasizing about being somewhere different than where I'm at now because at right this second I feel either inadequate or insecure or feared up about something or uh, significance of living in the past or the future is money this is that dude's uh, explanation was it took away that low hum of, of insecurity or safety um, of, of not of wondering is this going to work out or not but it doesn't fix the happiness piece and I think that regardless of the path that someone is on regardless of the organization or group or where they go for solace and, and understanding and deep personal um actualization whether it's religion or prayer and meditation or 12-step groups or a therapist or counselor is you know most people are looking to find the thing that makes them happy and it's inevitable that everything I've ever done in my life to quote-unquote make me happy it never lasts I was actually talking to a buddy of mine and we were joking because I probably called the dude 10 or 20 times over our relationship and he never, usually never answers, never calls back, but he called me out of the blue yesterday and uh, we talked for about an hour and I said, uh, I said, I'm going to tell my wife I experienced a miracle because you actually called me and on top of that, you, we spoke for 30, 30 minutes and you talked about your feelings and uh, engaged in a conversation, which was quite good. But one of the things that he had, had mentioned was he's had a run of over the last five years of him and his, him and his wife doing very well financially and professionally. And he, when I met him, he had just come back out from using 
we were, uh, he attended, him and his wife attended a couple's meeting that we, uh, that we uh, oh, just made the wrong damn turn, um, that we attended together, and he was kind of down and out, and on this, you know, he's had this run of, you know, financial and professional success has been just, just great. They bought a beautiful house on a small little stream and it's, you know, uh, it's been gorgeous, but he said, as much success as I've had, I feel the most isolated. Um, and I can identify because, uh, you know, I, I guess what I shared with him was, it is frustrating to me because intellectually I know that people always say life is a it's a journey, not a destination. Um, that it's we're ever evolving, and um, you know uh, we're always learning and all this kind of stuff. And intellectually I know that, but I do not want that to be true. Like I want to at some point reach a pinnacle where I got it figured out and I don't have to do any more work. Um, which I laugh because it's so narrow and selfish and childish and um, maybe immature, but it's true, man. I'm just like, geez, I'm still uncovering bullshit that I have to work through. Like, this is a lot like work, and, you know, why can't it be easy? But equally, it's when things are too easy, it's not significant. I don't remember that stuff. The stuff that I remember and that I tell people about and that I share with people that helps people is absolute struggle. It's struggle, it's things that create resilience, it's, um, you know, some of the most challenging things are the things that are most rewarding, um, and I intellectually know that as well, I just don't want to go through it, and so, um, so anyway, it was just good to talk to him about that and to realize that regardless of, you know, where we are, whether uh, someone has significant amount of, of years uh, in sobriety or my buddy um, who's had a good five-year run of professional success is that, you know, even though it looks different, both of us are looking for, uh, are wondering why the things that we set out to do to fix or to change or to make us feel better doesn't make us feel better. And it still resorts back to the same crap that they told me when I walked in the rooms years and years ago, which is do more for others than you do for yourself, um, be of service, do more for your relationship with God than uh, not less. Uh, you know these all these external things that, that I think I'm gonna that are gonna make me feel better don't. Um, and I've got to do things that enrich enrich my spiritual life. And I just don't like those answers. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to do it. It just it's ridiculous. I rebel at every turn. Literally yesterday I got up. I had ample amount of time to do you know my morning routine and what do I do I freaking make a cup of coffee I'm like I'm gonna I'm not gonna get on Facebook I'm gonna look at this news app and of course I'm looking at a bunch of bull crap and I end up with five minutes to meditate and end up peacing out and um, basically getting exactly what I say I don't want which is that uneasiness of um, insecurity or fear or whatever that case uh, the case may be so um, you know, one other thing that was quite uh, probably an intimate or humbling thing to say was, I've been saying I'm going to book this counseling session. Um, there's a guy, there's a group that does EMDR. I don't even know what it stands for, but it's this rapid eye movement thing uh, to help work through trauma and trying to disconnect the emotional 
attachment to past experiences, but I finally called and booked it. It's six months, it's six, six weeks out. Um, and I remember last week or the week before I wrote down on a sticky note is one of the things that I want to address in, in counseling is I subconsciously go into everything expecting to lose and expecting to fail and there's that this is probably multi-layered but one is if I don't if I don't expect anything I can't be disappointed number one so not getting my hopes up if I don't get my hopes up I can't be disappointed that has has been a thing in my life as far back as I can remember like, I don't even get excited about holidays or birthdays or gifts because if I get my expectations up, I don't get what I want, then I'm disappointed and I don't want to feel that. So I just ignore it and just be happy so I can have a better chance of being happy with what I get. That's one example. Um, the other thing is, hold on, I'm taking a drink of my coffee here. The other thing is, um, you know, when I think of my own financial Financial struggles, professional challenges is, you know, it's no wonder that I quit things before, or I don't finish things, or I don't attempt, or I do it 60, 70, 80% of the way and then stop. Because that expecting to lose is so ingrained in my own personal insecurity and self worth. That it's no wonder that um, I feel maybe unsatisfied or I wonder why don't I pursue these things that I know I want to do. Why don't I pursue these things like the, like the, uh, like a drowning man would pursue air. Or if you would have asked me, are you insecure? Do you have a, how's your self-worth? Do you have a low self-worth? I would say, well... 80 to 90% of the time, I'm secure, I feel confident, etc. And then 10% of the time or 20% of the time, I don't, or I feel insecure. But I underestimate how much that little small percentage of my personality or my self-worth is controlling every decision that I make. In other words, um, and I also miss, if you would have asked me, and I've shared this before, when it's in the subconscious, I'm actually unaware that it's affecting me. But yet it affects every single decision I make. It affects every interaction that I have. And I guess I'm just humbled by how much, number one, I didn't know it. And number two, now that I'm aware of it, just being humbled and even kind of embarrassed, maybe ashamed of having a freaking low self-worth or having this freaking overwhelming this insecurity which seems so significant running my life and making decisions for what I do on a daily basis and ultimately affecting how I parent and how I husband and how I work um, even down to this podcast you know like I'm doing the podcast it is fun I, lo- I literally fantasize about being able to talk to people on a regular basis and pontificate about a bunch of shit I think I know but I really enjoy it but even just kind of halfway doing it or not putting a ton of effort into the, you know, writing out the copy and 
posting it on social media, etc. I'm doing it because I want to do, and I don't want that stuff to get in my way. But that is also attached to how I feel about myself when push comes to shove, and at the end of the day, I expect to lose and to fail, uh, and I feel unworthy. Therefore, it affects every single area of my life, and that's just, it's humbling. It's humbling, it's embarrassing, but uh, I don't know. I I feel called to talk about it because, hell, maybe some people out there uh, feel the same way or think it. The other insidious thing about it is just because I've come to realize it doesn't mean it hasn't been there forever. And maybe that's twofold. Number one, uh, if you would have asked me five years ago, did I feel this way? I'd have told you absolutely not a chance in hell. No, um, I would have probably blamed it, blamed it on some sort of situation or someone else. Um, but the other side of that is you don't know until you know. Or uh, in some in some circles they say God won't give you anything you can't handle. And maybe I was in a predicament where I couldn't handle it before. Or wasn't ready or unwilling and so um, anyway it's just interesting how things unfold and one thing that I was reminded when I was talking to my buddy yesterday is just like I think uh, life is like an onion you're constantly peeling back layers in my mind the onion at some point you get down to the root and you're done it just isn't freaking true it's 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 like an ever-evolving onion it's always changing and you're always uncovering layers and you're always having to dig through stuff at least I am um, and you know more will be revealed revealed and uh, one of my favorite lines in a book that I read is everything is subject to revision especially what I know about the truth and this is just another example of more being revealed and my truth is ever changing and if I want to be the man that you know my higher power intend I believe has intended me to be, um, I got to do this work, even though I guess I want to, but I freaking don't want to, it's a freaking pain in the ass, anyway, that's all I got, that's my rant, uh, hopefully that helps somebody, hey, uh, I just realized on the app Anchor, uh, and I think Spotify, you have the ability to leave a voicemail, so just like you would leave a comment on Facebook or drop an email, um, if you got a, uh, if you want to leave a comment, ask a question, or maybe even be on this podcast, uh, you can leave a voicemail. I'm not exactly sure how you do it, but I know if you go to Anchor and listen, or you go to Spotify and listen, and it says leave a voicemail, you can actually record a voicemail. I can listen to it and respond to it, and possibly put it in the podcast. So, uh, if you got a comment, you got a question, you like to leave a voicemail, if you like to uh, be on the podcast. Holler at your boy in the form of a voicemail. Anyway, thinking about you. Love you. Peace.